today's daf is daf Mem Gimel. We are holding the bottom of Mem Beis, Amud Beis. Uh, the, we're really at the, in the middle of a sugya, three lines from the bottom. We learned yesterday that uh, Rav Huna made a statement, and it's not clear exactly what that, how to understand the statement that he made. We have Rabba's version of what Rav Huna must hold, and we have Rabbi Yosef's version of what, uh, uh, what Rav Huna would, uh, must hold. Now let's start with at least the Havamina of what we, th- what we think Rabba is saying in the Sheet of Rav Huna. Rav Huna had the following difficulty. He said that why do we need this Tupsukim? One Pasuk says that Lo uh, Yitama is that the Nazir is not allowed to contaminate himself uh, even, like, it's like a Kengadal, even with relatives. Lo Yitama is not allowed to come into contact. And then the Pasuk before that, the Pasuk says that Lo Yavai, he's not allowed to come, enter into a building or a, a, a roofed area that has a dead body. So Lechora, Tumas Mace is what is uh, impacting on the Nazirus and causes the Nazirus to Yom Marishonim Yiplu fall away and has to bring Korbanus and start again. Now there's three forms at least that we're going to be dealing with that of what Tumas Mace could be. It could be uh, Maga, contact, it could be Masa of carrying, even though direct contact, and Ohel, where he enters into a covered area or he is, becomes an Ohel over May, steps over a dead body. Now, Says, asks uh, Rav Huna, it says already, lo yitama, it's going to say anyway, lo yitama, which includes all those three forms of Tumas Mace. So why does it have to specify lo yavo, which Lechore implies Tumas Oel, a standalone on its own? That was the b- perplexing Rav. So Rav, Rav, Rabba, I'm a Rav Huna. Rabba says that the way Rav Huna reconciled it is that, is that if you have, uh, one of the, forms of Tumah, such as Maga and Maso, and you become Tomei already as a Kohen, so there is not an additional Malkus, there's no additional violation becoming Tomei again, because once you're Tomei, you're Tomei. But even with that, the Lo Yava is that if you added a, a Tumas Ohel to an existing Tumah, so if you became Tomei in any one of the three, and then you do a Tumas Ohel afterwards, then you can get an additional uh, uh, set of Malkas. So we'll have to see, we're going to stick with this, but the Gemara understands right now is that if there is a subsequent Tumah Davka of Tumas Ohel, not regular Tumah, Tomei and Tomei, but Tumah and Ohel, that's what the Lo is coming to teach us. Rabbi Yosef said that that is, makes no sense. If you hold that, uh, y- that you cannot become Tomei, uh, into, from, 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 uh, once you are Tomei, then, as one is going to ask today, then it should make no difference what the additional Tomei is, number one. And number two is, he's also bothered by our Mishnah, seems to say clearly, is that the Amrullah Al-Titma, Al-Titma, multiple times, and he did it, he gets multiple Malkas, if they gave him multiple warnings, so you see, you could become Tomei one after the other, we're going to see if we actually get answer that question in the Shita of Rav Huna. And therefore, Rabbi Yosef learned, the Pshad is, that is, a person is able to become Tomei multiple times, 
and and get Malkus multiple times, even though there was a brisa that was brought supporting Ravuna, which implied that you cannot. He said we, we learned that's the case where he's got the mace on his shoulder, which is Tumah Bechiburim, and since Tumah Bechiburim has already spiked, his level of Tumah is the highest. He becomes a conduit to the mace, almost like the mace himself is an Aviyavos Tumah, and he's able to matama others. So if he's reached the highest level of Tumah Aviyavos, then you cannot become Tumah and get Malchus a second. But if he's disconnected each time he tight touches, he spikes his Tumah again. He is considered a, a, a subject to getting additional lashes if he is warned. Adam and Hasra. That's where we left off yesterday. So now the one circles back to Rav Huna. But you tell me in, in the way Rabbah understands it. The way Rabbah understood Rav Huna is that if it's a regular Tumah and a regular Tumah, Maga, Maga, Masa, 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 Maga, Masa, Maga, Masa, or start even Oel Maga, right, going from one Tumah to another Tumah, if the second one is not Oel, then lo, you will not be able to get uh, lashes, you would not get Malkus. Right? Why? Because the Hamid Mekan, because your Swara was, you're already Tomei, you're already Tomei, you can't violate a state that you're already in. That's the way we thought, that's what Rabba was saying in explaining Ravuna. He says, so what's the difference? Why are you making a difference with that Pasuk of, of Ohel? Somehow that Pasuk of Ohel is teaching me that this person is now subject to another state of law. What happened to the Swara that you're saying that if you're Tomei, Adding an additional tumor doesn't help because you're already tummy. So what's the difference with it's maga and maga, masa and masa, or it's maga and ohel, or masa and ohel? Why is it ohel at the end? So lechera tumor via nami hamit mevekoi. So the Gemara, again, we're learning this like the Rosh, the Gemara retracts and says that, you know what, our understanding of Rav Huna, the way Rabba presented it, was not the correct understanding. We have to go back and, uh, and explain it. And what the Gemara is going to come out now is that you're right. If the Svara is that if you are Tameh, if you already have made yourself Tameh, whether it's Maga, Masa, Ohel, you cannot become Tameh Mace an additional time, and therefore you cannot get Malkus for an additional violation of Tumah. That can't happen. So what's the shot? And how did you understand what Rabba was saying in, in, in the name of Ravuna, that he's bothered by the Loyovo? How does it answer the Loyovo in addition to the Loyotama? So he says a very interesting thing. He says, like we've mentioned at the end of Yeshua yesterday, is that what the Pesach actually is coming to tell you is that if it happens simultaneously, it means like this, Tumas Maga, Tumas Masa, there's only one Losase involved, and you only get lashes one time. By Ohel, it is possible, if they warned you about Lo Yitame, which you are going to do walking into the Ohel, as well as Lo Yavo, so then if it happens bo- that, that, that both uh, warnings are fulfilled simultaneously. We'll see exactly what you, at the same time, right, when you go into the Ohel, so then you can get a double set of lashes. But Avada, that's the only way you can get a double set of lashes, because you cannot violate, con- uh, 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 concurrently. It can only be, uh, at the same time, but it cannot be one after the other. That's what the Moras come now. The, the Shonim and the Achronim deal with that this interpretation of the Yechanan, it still seems to be very share with our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah says, lay your tummy, lay your tummy, lay your tummy. How are you getting three sets of lashes if the person cannot become subsequently tummy if it is not concurrently with loyotama? So that's the question that you know, the Eon you're going to have to work at and the Forshim deal with. But this is the way the Rush explains the Gemara right.
right now. So I'm Rabbi Yechanan. He says as follows. Come, but by is one he's talking about when you enter into a house. When you enter into a house, so then you could become Tomei Tumas Oil and you could become Tomei uh, regular Lo Yatama, that violation as well, and you get two sets of lashes. Kan but in the case where uh, he's, uh, where you can only be Shaykh one, there's no roof. So you can only, there you'll only be Chayev one, and then you cannot be subsequently Chayev another one. Once you become Tomei from Lo Yatame, then you cannot become Tomei even Lo Yava, as we thought before. You could, can't be. Lo Yava could only be concurrent with Lo Yatame at the same time. But if you already became Tomei Lo Yatame, you cannot be, uh, violating the low, uh, <coughs> the, the Lo Yava. Okay. So when it says like this, Frag the Gemara one second. How are you doing it simultaneously? Nitpicky Gemara. When you walk into a house, Babaya. So let's say you're walking, you're swinging your hands. Your hand goes into the airspace under the roof or through the doorway first. Now the way Ohel works is we view like the whole house is full with mace. Wherever the mace is in a corner, but it's like the whole house becomes full of mace. As soon as his hand goes in, it's as if he came into contact with a dead body. The OL part of it is when the, in, when the majority of his body enters into the house. But the minority of the body is coming in before the majority of the body. So he's going to violate Lo Yitame before Lo Yavo in a regular case of OL as well. So therefore, how could he be subject to two sets of lashes? Rabbi's Nami, cave under Ail, once the other day, once his hand goes in, he slowly becomes Tame. Ki Ail Kule, when the rest of his body follows through, Hai Tame, who is already Tame, so how could he be now Chai for Lo Yavo? You're right. If he extended his hand forward when he walked in, so then it'll only be a tumma of lo yitame, but lo yava will not be, because one says lo yitame can't have a lo yava, and it doesn't happen simultaneously. You're right. But Sirev Gufo, however, we're talking about, what if he kept his hands to the side, and therefore, he just leaned his body in first. So the, the, there, the majority of the body is entering first, and he can be shy, and then he's able to get the Lo Yitama and Lo Yava at the same time. So therefore, so that's happening simultaneously. So, says the Gemara, that's still not simultaneously, because everyone has a Jewish nose, and when you lean, you're leaning forward, to put your whole body in, your nose is going to go in before the rest of the body. So the whole body is not going in at the same time. The majority of the body is not going in. There's still a minor part of the body becoming tame from lo yitame before lo yavo. So when it says like this, ha ef his nose is going in first, and tumah has already descended upon him before the rest of his body. So mishum mishum Right, you're right. If any part of his body goes in first, like we said, the hand, or even leaning forward and the nose. Right, but Hechnis Gufo, however, he is able to get his body in. Let's say he's leaning back when he walks, so his body, his torso, is first goes in. So therefore, Hechnis Gufo, Tumah Bia Bahadea The majority of the body will come Tameh, both because of Lo Yitame and because of Lo Yavo, and he can get two sets of lashes. That will be the case of Rabba Amar Rav Huna, where we apply both. But in Achinami, where there's Lo Yitame first, no Tumah can happen afterwards. Right. So what it says like this. Therefore, the Dadi Ka'asin comes at the same time. So asks the Gemara like this. But even if he's walking in and he's got his body going in first, first of all, he has to be walking, right? So when you walk, you're 
toe, your big toe, will be the first thing to enter the airspace of the house. His toes, his big toe, will become tome first, even, and only then, seconds later, will become the, will come the torso, and therefore, the chore, again, a minority of the body became tome, which is lo yitamo, and only then lo yovo, so it's not, it's not, uh, uh, it, 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 at the same time, Right, it's like, I, I concurrently means at the same time. Consecutive means one after the other. So it's not concurrent. So what it says like this. So the chayra ha'yev shelo ayil yitzvazik dekarei bereisha benachas leituma and the tuma will descend on him because of that. So elam rapapa, you have to go back to the drawing board. The way you have to explain it is completely different. Walking into the house, you're right. You're always going to have the lo yavo before the, the lo yitama before the lo yavo. Kigayin shenichnas v'shida teva migdal. He went in famous shida teva migdal. He went in in a in a in a in a closet. He went in in a chest, he went in, um, in a ca- I'm sorry, she has a carriage, in a chest or in a, in a closet that was closed on all four sides, and what happened was, and his friend came and removed, Mazivo usually means the area that's on the top of the roof, it's a flooring in the roof, here it's, I saw the translation, they translated it as the bottom, pulled out the bottom, but in the bottom line is, his friend came and at his instruction, at his behest, obviously if it's an onus, he wouldn't be chayim. But he instructed him to do it and the rush adds even more. It has to be not just instructed him, but he has to have helped him. So it's a lav shiyesh ba So he's involved in the action, helping his friend pull out the bottom on his, uh, from this this, this, this chest, this, 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 this carriage, and the tumma then, uh, comes into the, uh, uh, the place where he is, and at the same time he violates lo yitame and lo yovo. So therefore the tumma will Alright, that's one explanation. That's how we can explain how you could have simultaneously, concurrently, the both at the same time. The case is that the Kayan and was told that there's somebody there that his ghost says, Gosas is about to die. Majority of Gosasin Alamisa, the, the, the Rosh says, therefore, it won't even be a Hasra Sufik. He first thinks it might be a Hasra Sufik, which gets into a whole nother, uh, can of, opens up the whole can of worms, and you warn someone, you're not sure for sure that the violation is going to occur. But yes, since Rove goes in Lamisa, and maybe it's not a Hasra Sufik, but anyway, and you, and he's warned not to go in because the guy might die. Now, at the moment he ends in, the guy is still hanging on by a thread, so he's not really dead, so you didn't become Tomei at that point. But then he dies, but now you're responsible because you went in, and, but the, the, the Lo Yavo and Lo Yitama happens at the same time. And the person's soul left him while you were sitting there. The Tuma and the Bia, Lo Yavo, Lo Yitama come at the same time. Let's go back to it. Tanrab, when we learned in a Braiso, it says by the Kohen that he's not allowed to become Tome, uh, <coughs> That he's not to become tame to uh, because he's a, a chieftain, he's a baal the amav, a chieftain among his nation. He's not allowed to desecrate himself. Now, what does lehechalay mean? So the Gemara Darshans that lehechalay desecrate himself is lotion of halal. Halal is also a corpse. meaning Tanakama says, is that. When do you become Tomei? At the point where this person becomes a halal, becomes a, a corpse, that's where you have desecrated the kahuna. Rebbe Aymer, he says a different posik, that uh, this posik is, uh, 
is written, it says like this, by the, by the, the, uh, Kohen Godel actually, and this telling you by the Kohen Godel, it says, so the, the word b'moysam is what he's darshaning, right? That it says that in their death, you're not allowed to matam. Now, even though one is by a kohen, one is kohen gadol, actually kohen, kohen gadol, and nazir, there are links, xerishavas between them, and therefore we can apply halachas one from the other. So therefore, it seems to be the Tanakam is learning that you're only become tamay when it's a corpse, from the word lehechaloi. And according to Rebbe, he learns it out by the kohen gadol, that it says b'moysam. B'moysam yatame, it's ad shiyamus. Only once they are dead are you in violation. Now ask the more my benai, what is the difference whether you learn out from lehechalo that is a chalal, a corpse, or b'moisam until misa has occurred? So Amar Rabbi Yechonon, Meshmoz Darshan Ikvenai says, really, there's no difference. The only darshaning, the only where do you get this information from that you only be in violation when the person actually is a is dead, whether it's from the word lehechalo is a corpse or where it's b'moisam where he's dead. Same concept that Tumas Mace. You're only in violate of desecrating where the person actually is dead. So therefore, that's the expression. Where do you derive this information from is the only thing that they argue about. Shlokish says, no, there's a huge argument over here. Shlokish Amar Geises Ikebenayu, that they argue about the case we had before when the person is a Geises. If a person, you walked into their room knowing that he is on his last threads, he is deathly ill, and you go in, I have, have you violated or not? Now, how does that come out being the machlaikas? Shlaman da'am lehechaloi. One who learns it out from lehechaloi, afi legoises. The way the Rishonim seem to explain this is that even if he's about to die, when he's about to die, he's already called a chalal. He's considered like a chalal. He's considered to be a, uh, a corpse. And therefore, at that point where he goes into a, a, a room or a house with this chalal, He's already in violation, even though the guy has, only dies uh, moments later or minutes later. If you learn the drosha is, it has to be a misa. Misa is only once he's dead, not while he's a chalal. In so it comes out, we have machlokas between Rav Yechon and Reish Lakish, how to understand the machlokas tanoyim, where you, whether you learn out from lehechala, you learn out from b'moysam. According to Rav Yechon, and there's no difference in halacha, the person has to be dead. According to Reish Lakish, if you're learning out from lehechala, you're already considered to be like a corpse. It's monotavira tavar. We have, my Rashiv always compares it, that you throw a, the Gemara says in Babakam, you throw a vessel off the roof, that vessel is about to hit the ground and smash. If somebody else comes and takes a baseball bat and mid-flight he smashes it, he's potter. Why? Because he's breaking a broken vessel. Because that vessel is about to hit the ground. Since it's going to hit the ground and splat, splat, and, 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 and break anyway, it's considered already broken. So here too, the burden's about to die. He's already considered to be already like a mace on some level. Already you've been desecrated your kahuna from going into the, being around a, a ghost. So says them more like this. Now, what does each one do with the other one's pasuk? So this could be asked both Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. If you learn the information, what are you going to do with the So therefore, we can use it for another drasha that Rebbe said. This before also was Rebbe. But you learn it out from another drasha, what Rebbe said from the What do you learn out from... Uh, 
Now this actually was the Tanakhama. So the Tanakhama that learns out from Hechalai, what does he do B'moysim? There's a second drasha that Rebbe has. What does Rebbe learn from B'moysim? The Siv Rebbe Oimer. B'moysim, Eina Matama, Eina Matama. Av Matama ben Ego'asim ab'zivasim. The Dekayan, he's not allowed to come into contact with a dead body, but other people with a different tumor, somebody has Nagoyim, that's Taras, or a person has, is a Tomezov, there is no prohibition of him coming into contact with somebody that has Taras or is a Zob, because the Moisim stresses that. Correct the Gemara like this. Okay, so that works. If you learn from Lehei Chaloi, so B'moisam's open to teach you that. But Rebbe himself, how did Rebbe learn out that you have to be dead from B'moisam? If B'moisam is there to teach me B'moisam, what are you going to, how can you do two things from one thing? So Muslim Im Kane Lema Krabemois. Could have just said B'moisam. B'moisam itself would have taught me that uh, either one of them, let's say that he, that he, that he, ha- it has to be only, he's not allowed to come into contact with Misa, but he's allowed to come into contact with, 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 with Nagoyim and Zavo. But the fact that it makes it Bemoisum, right, adds on the, the pronoun, uh, it adds Bemoisum, so therefore that pronoun, that additional add, teaches me you can learn out two things from one. So my Bemoisum, Shmat, you know, Tarti, you can learn both things from there. Well, Aman to Amar. So now that, if you start, if you, if you start off Lehechaloi, so we said from B'moysam, you can learn out either one of Rebbe's drashas, or you could learn out both of Rebbe's drashas, like we just pointed out. But now, if you do start from B'moysam, you learned out the, 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 the Rebbe's shita, that B'moysam teaches you that you have to actually be dead, right? That's the, in order to be in desecration of the kahuna, so if I, I'm coming to contact with somebody that's dead. So, B'moysam, what do you do with Lehei Chaloi? What does he do with the first drasha that we brought down of Lehei Chaloi? So when it says, Lehechalo lahachihu de'asa, from Lehechalo you can learn out a secondary drosha. What's a secondary drosha you learn out from Lehechalo? It means that, uh, and this is what we had yesterday, is that if you are already desecrated, then you cannot become desecrated again. All right, now, there was actually two ways to learn this yesterday. So, Yatsa Zesh, Mechul Ve'aymet, if you are Mechul Ve'aymet. So, let's just go with the, the one that, 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 that we, Abai, I believe, suggested. It means that if you have a dead body on your shoulder, so you already spiked your tumor, so you can't become a high, a, a, a higher level tumor than that. So then you're already Mechul Ve'aymet, so therefore touching your mace after that, you will not, at the, at, while you're carrying the dead one, you will not be high of another set of lashes. Because you are mechulal v'aymed. We learned uh, today that Rabbah wants to apply that even if you're not, don't have the uh, mace on your shoulder. That Rabbah seemed to learn that once you're Tomei, you can't become Tomei again. What do you do with that? Mishnah, as we point out, that's difficult. Now, now, if Taka, the one who learns B'moysam, learns from Lehei Choloi, that it's Yimichul Al-Va'aymed, if you're already Tomei Mace at the highest level, you can't become Tomei Mace again. So the one who learns out the Din, that it's Dafka talking about, a de- that it's a dead body, or Lehei Rishlakish learned it, that it's a Geisis, L'choram Lehei Choloi, Hamid Boyo Lehei Lehei Svara, why, how could he use Lehei Choloi for two different things? You already need it for the Svara, that if you Yimichul Al-Va'aymed, then you can't become Tomei again. 
So how do you learn out the din that it's either a dead body or a ghost? The vendor of Yochanan Shlokish. Imkain lemakra lehachel. Lehachel is it would have been enough. You don't have to write lehechaloi. Why do you have to write lehechaloi? Make it a pronoun. So you see that it's got. You can learn out two drushes from there. My lehechaloi shmamino tart. You can learn both drushes from there. One is that if you mechul Oimed, you can't become tummy again. And number two is that if the person's already reached the stage of a halal, then you're already in violation. You've desecrated your kuhuna. So Mesiv, I think, when I ask the following question, Adam, a person is, doesn't become tome until the corpse has, the shoma has left. And even if the person has been chopped up, Megliad means he's been chopped up, his limbs have been cut up, uh, or his geysis, or his dying is in, 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 in his last, the last throes. Nevertheless, you still are not metame from this person until he is actually dead. Right? So now, uh, so that's the drosha. That, that's the, that's the, the, the uh, teaching of the brysa. So more has a kasha. This is dafka. The first to speak out. According to Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish, they learned you desecrate the kahuna even from a chalol. The Mishnah says beferish, you don't become tame even if it's a chalol. You don't become tame until he dies. So Chayra, it says the Enamatame. So when it says like this, uh, it, it, it's, it's splitting hairs. You have to understand, in Lomdas, you have to spend a little time understanding it. What Reish Lokish is going to defend his opinion, saying is there's two different concepts. This concept of desecrating Kuhuno, which Lehechala teaches you that if the person is a Goseis, and he's for sure going to die, you've already desecrated the Kuhuno. And then there's the Indian of Tuma. Tuma cannot descend until he's actually dead. Desecration of the kahuna can even happen from before that while there's a ghost. So there's actually two losases involved. One for desecrating the kahuna that starts play chalo when he's a chalal, even when he's a, when he's a, a ghost as it starts. And the other drosha is that lo yatama is that he, beca- when you're making yourself tame, you become tame only at the time that he's maced. The person has to, solas have to left him, have left him to become tame. But to desecrate the kahuna ha'ischil, that's already desecrated if the person was a gosis. Let's continue, top of Ahmed base. One says over here a uh, fascinating halacha. Amrav Chista Amarav says like this. Nikta Roisha shall aviv. Let's say Rachman Otslan, a father of a Kohen, the father was a Kohen too, head was chopped off. So now normally a father is one of the seven relatives that a son can go bury his, his father for. But Enamatamaloi, this Kohen cannot bury his father. Why? My time, because Amakro Le Aviv. Le Aviv teaches us that it has to be Le Aviv like it's intact. Father is a father. He's only a father when he's head. He's got a head. He's got all. Everything is intact. Only if he's sholem, but not if he is chaser. So if he's chaser, then you no longer have the the din of le'aviv that he's allowed to bury his father. So I'm of Nuna. So Nuna asks the following question. So Elamaata ka'azil bepikta arvus. Person was walking in, in the uh, desolate plains of, of Arvus. Arvus was a area where there was lots of robbers. It was a very dangerous terrain. Okay, so the person was walking the pixa the Arvus upaskua ganvilereshe. 
and uh, is is and and uh, uh, robbers caught him and chopped off his head, and he's there with his son. So So you're telling me that that son is not allowed to bury his father. He's not allowed to come tummy to his father. Someone says like this. What do you, who said that? You're not allowed to become tummy to your father under that circumstance. Mitzad the din of kohen. But there's a different reason why he'd be allowed to bury his father under that circumstance. What's the different reason he's allowed to bury his father over there? So Amalei, Meis Mitzvah Kamar. You're talking about there, there's a Meis Mitzvah, right? Hashta Yesh Lama Bachrini. A Kohen's allowed to bury, we're going to see a Kohen's allowed to even bury other people that are not related to him if it's a situation of Meis Mitzvah. Meis Mitzvah, there's no one else to bury. So the Kohen's allowed to bury there too, even if it's not a relative. So Lechayr, for his father, Kosher Kain, he's allowed to bury. So therefore, Bachrini Mechayev, Ba'avir Lakosher Kain. Says more, is this really a situation of Mace Mitzvah? Means once you're telling me that he's got, he's lost his right as Kohen to bury his father because his father's not intact, then you only have to result on Mace, rely on Mace Mitzvah. But is it really a Mace Mitzvah? Don't explain outside what the Gemara is going to ask. What the Gemara is going to say is what defines whether something is a Mace Mitzvah. What defines a, is, a, is, is, is this a Mace Mitzvah is that let's say that the, the uh, Kohen would call out and say, uh, there's a body here. Is there anybody that can come and help bury this mace? Anybody around to help bury this mace? So, if there are friends, relatives that can come, then that's no longer got a, stat- a status of a mace mitzvah. The only time it's status of mace mitzvah, if you call out to come and bury, then, and nobody comes, then it has a status of mace mitzvah. Now, the obligation that a child has for the father is even greater than a regular mace mitzvah. Mace mitzvah, you are obligated physically to bury the body yourself. You don't have obligation to spend money to get others to come and do it. A child has the obligation not only to physically do it himself, but also to get, take, let's say physically he's not able to do it, so he's got to pay other people to come and do it. So now, it comes out, and one is going to ask as follows, it's true. This Kayan, Mitzat Kayan, he's not allowed to bury. But he still has the obligation to bury his father as a son. And therefore, is it really a case of Mace Mitzvah? He, he should go, he has a responsibility that's greater than Mace Mitzvah. He should go find other people, pay them to come and do the burial. And therefore, you can't just rely on Mace Mitzvah. Mace Mitzvah is you don't have to go looking for people and pay them. So you do it yourself. This guy, since he's a son, has an obligation. As a Kayan, he cannot do it. As a son, he has a responsibility to go find. And therefore, if he can still figure out by paying other people, then who says he's allowed to go and matam himself? It's not Mace Mitzvah. He can't rely on Mace Mitzvah. That's the Gemara's question. The Gemara says like this. The Gemara says, is this really a Mace Mitzvah? Baha'i Mace Mitzvah? Is this really Mace Mitzvah? What's considered to be a Mace Mitzvah? Somebody that there's no one around to bury him, if he will call out if this Kohen, or anything more of this is, if the mace was able to talk and we call out, and others are going to answer him in, uh, uh, I, I, I so, yeah, we can come and do it. So, that's not considered to be a mace mitzvah. But, but this guy does, does have others that can bury him. This fellow has a son that can, either son's not allowed to do it himself because there's a Kayan and he doesn't have the head to, because it's a headless father. So it doesn't matter, but the son does have a responsibility by Islay Bro. Right? And, and the son can go and pay people to come and do it. So who says you can rely on Mace Mitzvah over here? 
Okay, in the Gaza Urcha, since we said they're going in this uh, barren terrain, this place where there's no one around, Kamisha ain't Dami, you can't find anyone to pay and go ahead and do it. And therefore it does revert to becoming a base mitzvah, and therefore he would be able to do it not al Dinu Kayan, but else the din of Mace Mitzvah. But Rabchista Amarab is still saying a tremendous Khidish that if for some reason the body is not intact, then the din of Aviv Mitzad, the Kayan allowing to bury Ovim, no longer is in play, and he's not allowed to make himself Tommy. So, Mesive, they want to ask the following question. Now, the, 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 these are going, it is going in the Psukim of a Kohen, who is allowed the seven mitzvahs that he, the seven relatives that he's allowed to Matam himself. Ovim, the Imo, father, mother, uh, son, daughter, wife, and, 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 uh, uh, Brother, sister, and, and the case of sister, he's allowed to be Matama if she has not been a common If she's had an Asua married to a person who's had an Asuan, then she would, he would not be allowed to, to be Matama too. But anyway, it says, Lo Yitamo. So we darshan from that number of different things. But the more goes through all seven, why do you have to mention all of them? Right? Why do you have to add the words lo yitama? Just say we know it. It says that it says, these are the ones that are matama, and it says la krova elav ashloi salish. Stop. What do I have to say lo yitama? So from there we darshan lo matama. He's matama her. In essence, if, if she, he's allowed to uh, her, her 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 body. But to her limbs, he's not allowed to be matama. Meaning, if, limbs were chopped off, and then we're going to see, whether they're chopped off, even alive, she, they have to be buried. And for sure, if they've been chopped off after, posthumously after they're dead. But he is not allowed to bury, not allowed to become tame for limbs. And, and, we're gonna, and the way the Rishonim speak it out, is whether these limbs are chopped off alive or dead, he's not allowed to be matama to those limbs under certain circumstances. We'll see in a moment. The fish shall love just as he can't matama to the living limbs of his father. His father had limbs chopped off. He's not allowed matama to those limbs of the father. So all the relatives, the Allah says, so he's not the same thing, the sister as well. Aval al However, even if it's not a limb, even if it's just a bone the size of a barley seed that has come from the dead body. Now the way uh, the Rishonim speak this out, meaning that obviously if the limb was chopped when she's alive means he didn't bury her. So he's not allowed to bury a limb when it's chopped away from when she's alive. And also, by the way, if she's dead, you know, but if he buried her because she died and there's a limb that has not been buried or a bone even that's not been, he's allowed to additionally make himself tame to that bone or to that limb. If it, he already buried the father or in this case the sister, he would be allowed to go ahead and do it. So therefore, Abal, al even if it's a bone, he is allowed to go back and bury it because if he Buried the father or buried the daughter, buried the sister, then he made himself Tomei anyway. And once he's made himself Tomei, which he's allowed to, he's allowed to bury any subsequent limbs that need to be added or as well. So what it says like this, the my So what is it saying? He's allowed to go back and bury the, 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 the uh, bone the size of a barley seed. Lavla Memra, Lechaira, is that not saying to Imich Sapurta, that even though the original corpse he buried had something missing from it? We're saying is that you're allowed to bury a bone, you're allowed to bury a limb, if it was from the father that he already buried. So the way to understand the Brisa is, obviously if the sister, we, we learn this specifically by the case of a sister, but if the sister was alive or the father was alive, a limb that was chopped off cannot be buried. Because you can't be matami yourself to a limb. 
However, if the father or the sister died, and there was a bone or a limb, even a bone, but for sure a limb that had not been buried, you're allowed to go back and bury that bone and bury that limb. But doesn't that basically teach you that you are allowed to bury the body, the original body you buried, before, and it wasn't intact? Because otherwise, well, how could there be a bone or a limb missing from it? So you see from here, not like Rav Chista Amarav was saying, is that there is an obligation to bury even if there are parts missing from the body. And the one is not making a distinction here between a head or a limb or a bone. It means anything missing. Right? If somehow above means in complete form, so therefore can't be anything missing according to the way Rav Chista Amarav said. So therefore here you see not like that. So when it says, this is not a kasha, right? You could either read the Mixaporta, right? No. That's a different Tana. We're going to see that Rav Mechistam or Rav is basing himself on the Chachamim. That's a Das Yachid. That's the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Why? What is Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Yehuda, the Sanya, Rabbi Yehuda, Aymer, the same Drosha. He's allowed him Matama to her, in her essence. But he's not allowed Matama just to her limbs. He's not allowed Matama to a limb that was chopped off when she was alive. In the case, it's bring a proof from the Father. It can't be Matama to the Aver Minachai from the Father. But if the limb was from the dead body and the way the Chazal explained it, it must be because he already buried the Father. He had an obligation to bury the Father. He's already made himself Tame. He can go back and bury the limb as well. Right? Now, Lechor, that shows you that is Shita, that if you, that if you became Tame already for the body, you can be Tame for the limb as well, because you already made yourself Tame. But you're allowed to bury, you see, when the body's not intact. That's Dafka, the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. And the Brisa before is going with the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Frankly, more another Brisa. Fahatanya Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana asked the bri- from the following Brisa. What does it say over here? It says, uh, uh, what's the place? Fahatanya, uh, uh, Rav Kahana Beribi Loza Ben Yaakov. It says as follows. Atanya Rav Kahana. Wait to read this like this. Rav Kahana taught in a brisa that, that in the name of Rav Loza Ben Yaakov. What did Rav Loza Ben Yaakov in the brisa say? La Metama Ve'ena Metama Le'evarim. Again, same drasha. La Metama to her specifically, but not to parts of her body. And that also, Prat also excludes that you're not allowed to bury, you're not allowed to bury Kazais. If all that's left is a Kazais, I mace, a Kazais of the corpse, or Kazais Netzel, or Kazais of Netzel. Netzel is the fluids that come out of the body of the mace. That's what all you have left. The Kohen is not allowed to be Matama for that. Umelot Tarvad Rekev, or you have a ladle full of corpse dust. That also, you're not allowed to be matame for. So, now you might think, just as for those parts, unless the body, you have the full body, you're not allowed to be matame. What about if you have either the spinal column or the skull? That you wouldn't be allowed to matame. Or the rope binyano. Let's say you had the majority of the frame. Majority of the frame is either uh, two calf bones and a thigh bone, uh, or two thigh bone, uh, two, uh, or, or, um, you have uh, two calf bones and a thigh bone, or you have uh, both thigh bones and a calf bone. So that's the majority of the height of the body. Maybe there too you would not be allowed to bury, because maybe it has to be the whole body, right? Right. Or you have the majority of the bones, 248, half of the bones, majority would be 125. You have 125, the 248 bones. So you might think there you're not allowed to bury either. So when it says like this, no. Because the Pasuk says 
It says, Vayomer Hashem El Moshe, Emor Elokanim Bnei Aaron, Vamarta Alehem. What's this extra Vamarta Alehem? He says, What are you learning out from Vamarta Alehem? Vamarta Alehem. There's another time that you're allowed to bury, you're allowed, there is an additional case you're allowed to bury even though you don't have the whole body. And what, uh, is, uh, therefore, that's telling me that for the sister, you're allowed to bury if you have at least the majority of the bones, the majority of the height, you have the, the spinal column, the skull, then you are. Just the smaller pieces, that's what you're not allowed to bury for. Make yourself tummy if you are a Kohen. That's, that's, uh, what, what, what we are, uh, uh, referencing over there. So now, Yachol uh, now this pasuk was specifically said by the sister. So now, how do I know other relatives? Let's say other relatives. Maybe there you would not be allowed. This is only specifically for the sister. But other relatives, where you have the majority, you have this, either the, the spine, the skull, the majority of the bones, the uh, the, the the majority of the frame. Right. So Amar, then you can apply the following limud. What's unique about achoso? That means her burial is dependent upon you. The burial of her body, you have responsible to your sister. And we still allow you, even if the whole body is not intact, you can do for your for the for that which constitutes the majority of the body. You can go ahead, majority of the frame, majority of the bones. You can go ahead and bury. So too, Mamatsina, So to all the other relatives, of course, they have the same common denominator that they also have that their that you're responsible for their burial, and therefore, you're to go ahead and bury them under those circumstances as well. So anyway, the point that it's making over here is clearly we see that even if the body's not intact, there's a tana here that shows you're obligated to go ahead and bury anyway. And that thing, says, that's also going like the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, even though it allows Ben Yaakov, but he also goes the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. I, but Rabbi Yehuda, but Rabbi Chista Amarav, what did he base himself on? Where do we see there's an argument that Chachomim disagree? So I hear Rabbi Yehuda, he, but Rabbi Amarav holds Ki Aitan like the following Tana. The sign you learned in the Rites, the Maisa Shemais, Avishal Rabbi Yitzchak, Beginzak. Yitzchak's father died in Ginzak, and he was buried there. After three years, they came and told him that his father's dead. He asked him and four of the elders that were with him, he wanted to remove move the body. Think, is he allowed to do it uh, in such a case? And it appears that he himself was a Kohen, and he'd be coming into contact with the dead body of his father, but already the, uh, a part of the body had already disintegrated. So, Amru, they said, only one is Sholem, but not if parts of, his, of the father is missing. And that is how Rav Yehuda, um, uh, Rav Chista Amra, Amarav, Paskin, like that, not like the sheet of Yudah. Gentlemen, have a good day. Freilich and